0: Hey Climbers, Brent here. Are you ready to write your best songs ever? Are you ready to take that next step in your songwriting journey? Well, I want to help you with that. Listening to the Climb Podcast is a great way to get started on your songwriting journey and to learn the basics about the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting. But eventually, you're probably going to need the personal touch. You're probably going to need some one on one feedback, some advice, and some help reaching your songwriting goals. And that's what I want to help do for you. I want to help you write your best songs ever. And I want to help you learn the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting, of how to turn pro in your mind and in your behavior before you ever turn pro on paper, before you ever have the awards to hang on the wall. I want to give you the mindsets and the skills to earn that stuff. And so we'll dive into your questions and I'll give you honest answers. And I can help repair your song if it's already written but has a couple bugs and has some opportunities to get better. Or we can help prepare your song if you have an idea, a notion, a title. We can do your own private song title challenge if you want. If you want to get ready for a co-write, if you have a meeting coming up and you want to get your stuff locked down where it's the best it can be, I'm happy to help you do that as well. You can see my calendar, get all the details, and actually book a session at songwritingpro.com coaching. That is songwritingpro.com coaching. Now, if you're still not sure if a coaching session with me is the right thing for you, let's listen to what this climber had to say about their session.
1: The first time I met with Brent was an hour session face-to-face on Skype. I was pretty excited to have the opportunity for some back and forth discussion about my songs because up until then, I had been pressing send on the computer and waiting for days for a written general critique. With the written critiques, I was finding that sometimes I was left trying to interpret them on my own and then comb through what I know to fix what I thought they were getting at. But Brent provided real-time interactive feedback based on a solid and deliberate method. It didn't feel random and definitely didn't feel like judgment. In the end, I went away with solution-based critique that made perfect sense to me. I remember being a little worried about wasting time in my session, trying to think of every question that I might have so that I could make the very most of it. But once he dove in, and it's kind of a magical thing to witness, His brain just turns and churns until every nook and cranny of that song has been considered. And I just wasn't left with many questions at all. The best thing after my session was just being able to see a clear path ahead and feeling also like my own brain is clicking a whole bunch faster after trying to keep up with his crazy acrobatic ninja fighter type brain. So I highly recommend sessions with Brent. Hey
2: guys, welcome to another Song Title Challenge, where the question is, how would you write this one, songwriters? Please weigh in on it. What we do here, we get song titles from the Climb community. They send them into info at daredevilproduction.com. Once again, info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Put Song Title Challenge into the subject line. I collect them, Brent does not know about them, I spring them live on him, and we spend the next 15 minutes mimicking what happens in the first 15 minutes of a pro-write, like say on Music Row, where before, you know, we got a cool title, and before we kind of get into it, we've got to figure out what are the different angles that we can write on the title, what are the different conceptual ways you can get to the lyric. Interesting thing, by the way, I've been listening to Bob Lefset's podcast and kind of completely binging on that mm-hmm. and one of the interviews is with danny Kortmar, who's like killer session guitar player and producer he produced he, well, he produced the don henley big don henley records in the 80s mm-hmm. and uh he was talking about don henley he always starts with a title mm-hmm. got dirty laundry got a title he's like you know he had a bug up his butt about you know the press was treating him bad and so he had this dirty laundry title that he wanted to do and so we wrote that together and then huh. you know boys of summer and sunset grill and those songs he kind of talks about how they wrote them, but it all started with a title which was interesting Interesting, yeah so that's what we're doing here guys anything you want to add to that sir we are at song title challenge number
3: 50 oh wow awesome you guys have hurt my brain a lot so no this is just to help encourage you to dig deeper and, and watch somebody else do it on the spot and go okay well if you can do it with people listening maybe i can go for a, a deeper a different a fresher angle on it. Cause man, fresh angles are a big part of making your song memorable.
2: That's right. And not for nothing. Like the first, probably most of the time, the first thing you think of when you've got a title is probably the most cliche way to do it.
3: Yeah. A lot of the times it's what yeah. a lot of people are going to write it as.
2: Yeah. And so if you want to be different, if you want to be a better songwriter then putting this extra 15 minutes of work in at the beginning, before you write, going to be a game changer for all your stuff. And maybe you go back on some of your old titles Mm-hmm. and rework some of them you yeah. know maybe maybe there's another way you can do it so having said that by the way not a co-write in any way shape or form this is just a fun creative exercise that we do just number one for ourselves because we love it and number two to Just demonstrate how to kind of get in that creative space and do something that can up your songwriting. We want you to win here. So the only thing that, you know, that you can use all of it, you can use none of it. Maybe it gives you a different idea and you springboard from that Uh as the writer, who knows. But the only thing you owe us is we do want an invitation to the number one party. Yes. That's non-negotiable, okay? So are you ready, sir? Never, but that's never stopped me. Go. All right, this is from Martin Vipond. Martin here we go. Oh, and this is—I can't wait to see what you do with this. this oh, is, okay. Lawn right, boy Maserati. Lawn boy. L-A-W-N. Yeah, and lawn boy is all. Yeah, lawn boy is all one word. L A W N, like mow the lawn. Lawn boy, and it's all one word. Maserati, spelled like Good a car.
3: Grief. It sounds like a tricked out tractor. That sounds like a dang rock title. I think. Lawn boy Maserati. <laughs> oh, okay, Martin, I take it back everything I've ever said nice about you. <laughs> um, Lawn boy Maserati, good grief. Okay, well, you know what? Well, Okay, what I think about is he's the lawn boy and she's the rich lonely housewife. Their husband's off making all those millions of dollars, and she's having a fling with the lawn boy. Now how's that? Now he's pimping around in that lawn boy Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> like, how's he been affording that when he's been cutting the grass? Because you know he's been. Anyway.
2: He's not um, driving her car around. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> driving her
3: car. And now, he, yeah, probably just driving hers. I think and, of, uh, I
2: think of, I think of OJ Simpson. And I think of, it's like his wife and Ron Goldman, like the, a boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just driving her Ferrari, which is like OJ's Ferrari. OJ's Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Right. Malone boy Maserati. Milan boy Maserati. He's like, Milan woo, boy Maserati. Like, it's like twenty eighties movies. Like the concepts for like 20 different 80s yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I know it is. So it's the pool boy named Pedro who's whatever. So, yeah, he's out there uh, clipping the shrubs and having an affair with, you know, he's doing the jobs around the house that the husband won't do. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So that's the first thing I think of. You got an idea? I got an idea. I'm scared. Okay.
2: Okay. So uh, I'm thinking of right now, I'm thinking of Tim the tool man, Tim Allen. Yeah. Cause this reminds me like my dad. Like my dad is retired in Sun City, Arizona, and basically he can get around everywhere he needs to get around to work and to golf and all that stuff in a cart. And he's got mm. his cart's got like rims, and mm. it's got a killer stereo system, yeah. and it's like it's faster than anybody else's car. Cause that's my dad. Like he can't just go from one light to the next light without feeling like he's in a competition. You that's know, yeah. which drives everybody crazy when you're. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you're riding shotgun, on that I came one. here to slow down. <laughs> yeah, that's right, but you're, you're still trying to be faster than everybody else. But right. that kind of thing, like you know how Tim the Tool Man would have, like that could be like a real country kind mm-hmm. of a tongue and cheek kind of a thing where everything's all hot rotted out and the the longboard like a John Deere with a V8 and a yeah. <laughs> and a turbocharger, <laughs> all right? <laughs> all carry yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, that's the other
3: thing I, I mentioned. Church out tractors is, is the kind of the thought. It really is what I think of was. Lawn mower, is because you know the lawn. You're mowing the lawn, and so it's your lawn boy Maserati. It's a it's a thing too. Just pimping out your bad boy mower or your John Deere, your Murray, your Snapper,
4: <laughs> Toro, so,
3: Toro, <laughs> Toro. So what's another thing? What is the guy that owns the lawn care business? Driving a Maserati. It's like you don't get his hands dirty no more.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, kind of like the millionaire next door. You don't know. Yeah,
3: I kind of thing like these people that make didn't have to be a sexy business to get a sexy car. Yeah. So there's that concept too. You know, trying to think about this in a framework of making this like a hit song, a really compelling song. Because uh, on these, we're aiming for like mass consumption kind of things, usually. You know, just going, what's a good, compelling way that's going to connect with a lot of people? The guy with the really tricked out lawnmower seems at least in my taste anyway, to caricature, to novelty kind of thing. Like, okay. Plus, country guys, are they thinking Maserati? I don't think country boys are thinking Maserati. So it feels like maybe it's more of a rock thing or if it is a storytelling kind of thing.
2: It could be the opposite of Maserati though, right? Like Maserati could be the funny word, but it could be it could be a, in the sense of you could buy me a boat mm-hmm. vibe, right? Where you're just yeah. like, you know, what's that? Well, that's a 1975 cherry pickup Chevy pickup truck that I've redone and that's my lawn boy Maserati. Cause maybe yeah. you're a lawn guy. Maybe that's what you do. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what you call your Maserati because mm-hmm. it's about how you feel. Not really about what maybe you're smarter because you're that simple kind of down home, honest to goodness, country guy who can feel wealthy without spending
4: $200,000.
3: Yeah. You want your yard to look good. That's where you feel.
4: George Jones. It's all George about the, the story
3: you tell. Well, he was making beer runs, <laughs> yeah,
2: but but on his, hey, but track. he loved to mow his own lawn. Like he still did that. Like yeah, he loves to true. mow his own lawn. That brought him peace. I mean, there could be something in that too. Like like the way a Maserati man somehow makes gives someone the feels who. The story they uh, want to tell themselves Maserati. about themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is what gives me peace, just like George. And you can reference George Jones and be mm-hmm. okay with that, you know. It's yeah. like George, like I, man, I, my Maserati is this is this John Deere, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, that's what brings me peace because I'm out uh, getting something done. And- lawn boy and Maserati.
3: I keep coming back to the idea of the, the literal lawn boy who's having the affair with a the lonely ha- rich housewife.
2: That's an L.A. story, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like feels like an L.A. story because Maserati and paparazzi. It's like you got this thing about, you know, not bad. Kind of not bad for lawn boy. Getting followed around by paparazzi. That lawn boy and Maserati. You know, he, the husband cheated on her. She took half his money, ran off of the lawn boy, and now he's got a Maserati. And they're all in the tabloids and everything. Or it could be more scandalous where, the, you know, she's still married. And- okay,
2: I, so I just, something just popping in my head. When the Ullman Brothers first came into my awareness was when I saw Greg Ullman on the cover of People Magazine because he married Cher. Mm-hmm. Greg Ullman married Cher. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Greg Ullman. Okay, Greg Ullman from Macon, Georgia. Like, <laughs> as Southern and as country as it gets. Yeah. With a rock and roll kind of guy, married Cher. We're talking Malibu very 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 la tv glitz paparazzi the whole thing yeah. and it didn't like she was always like baby you know come home And he's like hell no like it was <laughs> hell to him right like it was yeah. like living hell to him to be there for that like he did not subscribe to that even though he kind of liked it a little bit like yeah. he wanted it on his terms and he, it could be that like where maybe the maserati what if the maseratis like the hottest chicken town in your small town Mm-hmm. and you're the lawn boy. And, and so it's like, a, it could be a song about having the imposter syndrome where, mm-hmm. man, I don't know what I did to deserve her. Like I'm the lawn boy and she's the Maserati, something like that. Or where maybe it's that same story that you're like this simple, honest goodness guy. Like, and she's all the head of the cheer team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And very much the socialite and the most popular person in your town. That's we had a page six. They'd write about her, and, you know, something like that, you don't get the culture change.
3: Yeah. This just like to me, I'm thinking like Blink-182, pop punk, sarcastic, mm-hmm. snarky, funny. Mm-hmm. The lawn boy having the affair with the married woman, lawn boy Maserati. It's, it's an absurd title, <laughs> yeah. you know, Martin. <laughs> and it seems like, okay, well... Where could this fit in? Because that's part of what I it did. It's like, okay, what culture does this fit in? What brand does this fit in, right? We spent all last episode on Tuesday talking about culture and brand and everything. And like, oh, okay. When I'm not an expert in that kind of pop punk kind of thing. We'll we need to talk about, talk to Jacob Cade about this. But like, does that make sense where you're just, you know, you're kind of snarking at these people that, oh, they think that better than us kind of thing. And look at the Long boy Maserati.
2: boy okay, but How would you write this country? Let me ask you that. How
3: would you write a country?
2: Because I, t- I tell you what, if I'm a publisher mm-hmm. and I look at that, I'd be like, man, <laughs> I'm going to want to listen to that. Probably thinking it's going to be a train wreck, right?
3: Oh, exactly. Yeah. So but country- you're going to want to listen. Long Boy Maserati. So, I mean, you can't wrap that same story around just more of a country vibe. I just don't think it's going to be as strong because I don't think it's as much of a culture fit, mainly because of Maserati things. So Long Boy Maserati. Maybe you are talking about the, uh, like you mentioned, the girl that's the, way too good for you. You totally outkicked your coverage. And it's like... And you're the lawn boy, and she's the Maserati. And so maybe it's more of a listy thing, where it's not this whole thing about the Maserati, but it's like a it's like a dog living in a mansion. It's like a lawn boy Maserati. It's like a it could be greasy a list hamburger. Of, it's of like a greasy hamburger on a fine china plate.
2: Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. It could be a whole list of those kind of comparisons that don't go together,
3: like working class blue collar kind of thing, and then boom, you know. So it's like a greasy hamburger
2: on a fine china plate.
3: Yeah, it's. <laughs> But if you make it parallel to like Lawn Boy Maserati, it's like a parallel to that, like an identity Lawn Boy next to a thing, you know, that is way upscale. So it's like a farmhand private jet. It's like a farmhand G7. It's like a, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's a Lawn Boy Maserati. It's a farmhand G7. You know, it's a blue collar penthouse suite
2: a blue collar world cruise
3: <laughs> yeah a blue collar penthouse or a oh
2: there you go penthouse suite. yeah
3: yeah i don't know how that happened you asked me how that happened, you got me yeah like a blonde boy maserati <laughs> there you go that's that's and if you're talking in the verses you got to make that make sense in the verses right like she's way too good for me i kicked my coverage and i'm just wandering around going how did this happen it's like a it's like a redneck symphony it's like a <laughs> You know, Redneck Symphony. uh, It's like a trailer
2: park in in Bel Air, a trailer park in Beverly Hills.
3: Redneck Symphony, a Farm Boy G7, a blue-collar penthouse, and a Blonde Boy Maserati. You know, if you did that kind of stuff. And a little bit of commentary in between to go, like, that's how she got me feeling. You know, we make sense like that, but it works.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Blonde Boy Maserati.
3: Everybody looks like, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> you know, we've all seen those couples? All seen those couples. You're like, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. Actually, so, I actually had a
2: picture one time I posted of uh, a up. up was like, this is when you know you're in the South. And it's a Lamborghini with a trailer hitch. And it's huh. hauling like the most redneck trailer full of junk that you can possibly yeah. imagine. Like a two-wheeled trailer, like jerry-rigged wooden like sides it's, the,
3: it's like the trailer's just the back end of a pickup truck
2: yes yeah, they're like full of crap they're you just know? pulling the
3: back end of a pickup truck attached to a
2: damn lamborghini yeah. you know like here's a redneck that won the lottery <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> that could be it like the redneck that won the lottery you know yeah, all of like a sudden i'm long boy yacht. maserati that rhymes
3: you know yeah this redneck won the lottery and yeah, i got the long boy maserati uh <laughs> yeah that'd be great that's a great rhyme yeah i feel like i won the lottery I got, I got a the, the
2: long boy Maserati,
3: like a blue collar yacht and a long boy Maserati. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's like my a, like she's a, my
3: blue collar yacht, my like a John boat, a John
2: boat, a John boat yacht
3: or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but she's
3: my, you know, she's yeah. my long boy Maserati, like thing. So yeah. anyway, Martin, shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you, Martin
2: <laughs> I like that one I thought it was fun <laughs>
3: Okay, so Ultimately I'm going power pop Punk pop Something, maybe Or that catch your thing's kind of interesting But it's still It's it's definitely weird But that might be The good kind of weird So yep. well, Hope it's helpful Hey, Martin uh, Or anybody else out there If you want to do a private Song title challenge I do consulting And so you don't have to Put it out here For our millions And millions Of listeners Rock moment Brought to you by my childhood <laughs> And so I do one on Coaching, consulting You can get all the details you ask me. Anything you want to, we can help you repair your songs. We can help you prepare your songs. All that stuff you can find at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. That is songwritingpro.com slash coaching.
2: All right, there you go, guys. Well, once again, send in your song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put song title challenge in the subject line, and we'll just take care of it on the air. This podcast is this because we want you to win, so keep on climbing.
3: And we'll see you at the top.